What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nets and Celtics podcast. George Blechi here with Chelsea Sherrod. You might hear her laughing in the background. That's at my fumbled first intro go through here. And then the exhale is her saying that I'm annoying. There it is. There it is. Go. Just go. Hey, the vibes are high in the Nets and digital studios right now, like yeah. they are for the Celtics. 11-3 starts of the season. Top team in the NBA. Yep. And the way to get to that record... 11-3, and three, seventh straight win, a comeback victory against the Thunder mm-hmm. where the Celtics proved a lot. Yes, it's Oklahoma City Thunder, Chelsea, but this was a game where the Thunder outplayed the Celtics for three quarters. And if we went back to last season, Marcus Smart said it, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they said it. They agreed after the game. It was something you're watching where, okay, this is a game the Celtics are going to lose. Mm-hmm. Last season, it would have happened. This time in the fourth quarter, they turned around the defensive pressure. Yep. Marcus Smart stepped up in a big way. We saw the bench get deep again. They got that win, but a lot to show about how far this team has come and how serious they're taking this season. 11-3 start, 7th straight win, comeback win. Yeah, I mean, I think their win over the Thunder was huge, especially being down. I think they're down as much as 15 at -hmm. one point, so coming back from that. And just like you said, George, I mean, again, a lot of the things that we noticed last season was the way that they were playing in the fourth quarter. So I think it was huge for us to see their growth this season, just through 14 games. I mean, they outscored Oklahoma 37-26 to in the fourth quarter. Um, I think I think it was great. They had a great bench presence from um, their bench, obviously from Derek White, from Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard is like the fan favorite right now. Like the fans give him standing ovations whenever he's like coming into the game. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I think it was huge. Marcus Smart, we talked about him in the last episode about how like consistency is key for him and for the Celtics success. And in that game against OKC, I mean, he went eight for 12 from the field, five for six from the line, 22 points, eight assists. Like, that's huge for the Celtics. So I think that, yeah, as impressive as their seven game win streak is, I think that the OKC game was like, OK, like we're really putting it on now and we're, we're showing how much depth we have. And it's a it's a tough matchup because that's a good team. Yeah. It was Shea Gilgis, Alexander and Josh Giddy, two skilled guards. They were penetrating, getting to the paint when they needed to early on in the game and either finishing at the basket, finding a cutter, two guys that are great at passing. They turned up the defensive pressure, and you touched on it. Derek White and Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench. Instead of picking guys up below the three-point line, it was looking like a lot of the game, half court to full court, Mm -hmm. and really increasing the pace of the game, and that fed into the Celtics' offense. And with Marcus Smart, scorer assisted 17 of the Celtics' final 21 points. And the biggest number to me, it sticks around 12 shots to get to 22 points. That's what's big for Marcus Smart. The offense came to him. He was waving off Jason Tatum at the end, but he went on a 10 or more assist streak in a game for a while. This one was him scoring, being the defensive leader. And you see what it was, like the full team effort. And again, Mm -hmm. it's just them loving to playing with each other, love playing for Joe Missoula. Even after the game, I was listening to them at the podium, um, listened to it this morning where... Jalen Brown saying about Peyton Pritchard and all this was kind of just asked about team performance. They all know they all took their time to single him out. Jalen Brown saying he gives us automatic energy uh, for Tatum Peyton off the bench, giving that spark end of the third beginning of the fourth really willed us to that comeback. Like Peyton Pritchard, a guy that's been, you know, a coach's scratch earlier in the season. And when Malcolm Brogdon's been nursing that sore hamstring, who's going to step up. You see Pritch do it with his offense, with his defense. And it is, it's what makes TD guard in a home court where the fans yeah. love him. It adds to it. And the superstars step up even more off a guy like that. Eighth guy on the bench. Yeah. Right? I mean, especially when the garden is so loud, like you feed off of that energy. So when Pritch comes in, it's like, whoa, like we got to turn it up or like whatever that gives you the jolt that you need. And also Peyton Pritchard is like all hustle. 
Yeah. Like you see him out rebounding guys that are obviously like five, six inches taller than him. Like it, it's huge. It's big for them. And especially coming off the bench, like you need that spark. And I think that he gives that to them, especially when, you know, you have guys like JT who, you know, had a, you know, challenging shooting night against OKC. He went nine for 23 from the field that obviously isn't as great as he's been over the course of this winning streak. I mean, he's been having games where he's shooting over 50% from the field. So for him to have a game like that, obviously you need other guys to step up. Al Horford, five for 12. He had 12 points. He started out three for three in the game. And so I was like, oh, shoot, like Al's warming up. It's coming back. Let's get it. Like, I love Al Horford so much. Um, But I, I think that, again, their bench was huge. Derek White, five for nine. Pritch, four for eight. That, that's big. So, yeah. And this is a game that is played Monday night. They had a back-to-backs, Denver, then Detroit, Friday, Saturday, one day off, you're home, yeah. Monday night, tough game. You got to play the full 40 minutes, whatever, of the NBA night, um, 48 minutes. 48, I'm going to yep. 40. I'm thinking Sorry, college basketball here. Go see and hold. And, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. See and hold, 2-0, Shaheen Holloway coming. <laughs> uh, but full 48 minutes. And then now they're going to head on the road. But again, it's like, this is a this is something where last season would always be like, this is the new rock bottom. That's what we kept saying, yeah, right? Yeah, That's what makes this win the most significant. Top team in the NBA, hooray. Yeah. They're 14 games into the season of right. an 82-game season. Who cares now? The Bucks are number two at 10-3. and three. Still no Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. He might return November 18. That's what they're eyeing. No Pat yeah. Connaughton. But it's, it's the way they're winning, the consistency they're winning with. And in a way, also different ways they have to win. Who can step up on different nights? Yeah, I mean, and they're going to get Robert Williams back too. Yeah, during the season, so I think that's huge. That's only going to create better defensive presence, better inside presence uh, for them as well. But yeah, I'm so impressed, and I think that one thing that I've been, you know, harping on over the past few days when we talk about the Celtics and stuff like that is just the way that Jason Tatum has been playing. I think that. In the game against OKC, we obviously saw some of the inconsist- inconsistencies. We're not expecting JT to go out and shoot like 60% from the field every night, right? But he's been playing like lights out. And I've been seeing all of these stories and articles and reports about early MVP, like Ray's Jason Tatum's at the top of this race. And obviously it's like, okay, 14 games to the season. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about the MVP race right now. But I think that the impact that JT is having offensively for the Celtics is like second to none. Like he's taking them from this to that. Um, He's righted a lot of wrongs from last season, which I think is huge. Um, it's obviously shown a lot of consistency. This is, you know, without talking about the OKC game, but seven game win streak, you're not on that win streak without Jason Tatum. Um, and I think that he's just been playing at an MVP caliber level. The team will go as far as he goes. Yeah. And for him, 32 a night right now, third top score in the league. Yeah. That's, and it just shows. And you see in a game, like you said, where it was rough, but he still made the plays. And this is a guy now that's continue to buy into his defense mm-hmm. where he's joked and Marcus Smart has said it because he's been playing outstanding on that end of the floor as yeah. Marcus Smart always does. But JT's at the point of busting Marcus Smart's chops of saying, if you weren't on the team, I'd be the defensive fuel for this team. <laughs> like saying that to the defensive player of the year, yeah. it just shows the fun they're having with it. And yeah, whether it's just quote unquote 27 against the Thunder, but they win or the 43 he had against Detroit or the yeah. 34 and eight he had against Denver while shooting 53% from the floor. Yeah. The MVP chance are coming in from the garden as they should be, but now nationally it is. And this is a guy that again, what I've, what I've noticed is new with Tatum. He's becoming a little, not literally louder, but just speaking with his chest more at the podium or at pressers when asked about that, he goes, yeah, it's something I've dreamed of since I was a kid. This is my goal. Hey, 
still want that NBA title, but like that's something I take serious and it's good for him to do that. But also he's so aware that how well he plays carries a team, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's not about him. It's about the team and yeah. he'll just make those winning plays, but he gets it. Yeah. I need to go out and do 32 a night. That'll get me MVP. And you know what else happens? We get the one seat in the East and we put right. ourselves in the driver's seat to win an NBA title. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, whatever is going to motivate you in this moment to get wins, like obviously go after that. I mean, JT would be the fifth Celtic to ever win an NBA MVP. Like mm-hmm. that's huge. Like Paul Pierce didn't even win an MVP. And obviously that's like a championship team that he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, just like you say all the time, like the Celtics go as Jason Tatum goes. And I think right now he's steering the ship and he looks great doing it. Like he, obviously we talked about how much weight he put on in the off season and, you know, he's just coming in with a lot more confidence and he knows how he can get to the basket and how he can score. And I think we're seeing all that night in and night out. But one thing that I'm not liking is how short of a leash it seems that JT and some of the Celtics, i.e. Grant Williams, are on with the refs that were getting these technical fouls called. Mm -hmm. Like in the OKC game, like that tech on Jason Tatum was crazy. Like we should be able to give referees texts for that. Like he just clapped his hands after. I think that he was upset at like his play in that moment. Like I don't think that he was upset with the call necessarily. Yeah, but it's just like, okay, if if that's what's going to happen then, like, there needs to be, like, another conversation. I don't know what needs to be addressed, but, like, that should have never been a technical. Grant, you know, Grant likes to chirp a little bit. Yeah. But, like... When you're the, when you're the best player on a team, you earn that leash. For Grant being, like, the 6th, 7th... Yes. I, like, with him, I'm always weird. It's like, Grant, you got to learn to stop. Yes. Tatum's been better this year, so I agree with you. Like, the clapping, you see it, and you're like, that's what the That play is? was bad last night. And it's that like, was That yeah. was bad. That was terrible. Like... He wasn't even doing it in the ref's direction. It, it, like there was nothing that I felt like it didn't look like it was like disrespectful or taunting or anything. Like watching it back, like even Kevin Durant tweeting about it, like I legit laughed at that. Like, what that did Katie bad. say about it? He said, it uh, he said, like these texts are OD. Like yeah. I legit just laughed. He said he laughed at oh, it. Okay, okay. And it was comical because yeah. it's like, why is that even happening? It has to be like an early season memo. Got to get these all stars. But he wasn't doing it I, in oh, anyone's no, no, no. direction. I, I agree. I'm like with you. watching the play. Like a technical is the last thing on anyone's mind yeah. in that moment. Like yeah. that was so bad. Yeah, it's so like, I'm a, not happy it's, like a, it's like it's as if it's a ghost tech. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the ghost fouls, phantom fouls. Like it's a phantom tech <laughs> sure. out of nowhere. Like where is that coming from? Yeah, yeah. And that's like it's it's so like basic a way to argue against it, but it's so true. It's like. You don't go to the garden and you don't put on the Celtics game at night to watch Jason Tatum get teched. The other team shoot two free throws, yeah. possibly get thrown out of the game, depending on what it is. You don't right. go to watch the refs. You go to watch Tatum. No. Like the refs have to get it. Like it's not that bad. It's, These guys are going to play with emotion. Right. That's what it is. Right. You want them to. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. And they're like, but I agree. There's like degrees to it. Like when Grant gets teched more times than not. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, you can't be an idiot. The, yeah. one, the one where he ran to the ref, it wasn't even like egregious. Like it wasn't on purpose on him. He just got up and he's running full speed, right. whatever. That one, you could go either way. But there are times where I'm like, Grant, stop, stop. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of reputation now. So yeah. the refs are like looking at him or they're yeah. looking out for that type of stuff. And Tatum's rep has to go back to last season, but he's been so much better this season. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one last night was bad. Man. Write a letter to the league. I, I am. At- Maybe I should be a referee. 
I'd, I'd pay to see that. How would the knees hold up going up and down the court, though? You're, you know, some, we'd have to warm up a little bit. There's going to be some start and stop on a quick, like on a fast break. That's Did you all see I'm worried. Meek Mill trip a referee when he no. was courtside? Oh, my God. This was like, was this last week or the week before? Um, but Meek was sitting courtside. Uh, I'm assuming it was a Sixers game, and he tripped oh, yeah. a referee. <laughs> That's like Larry David tripping. Oh my Shaquille God, O'Neal. that was oh, so funny. Yeah, see, like if he's not there, oh, yeah, I think outstretched that legs. I yeah. think I'd be good. I think I'd be good. You just got to be aware. Like, That's funny. That ref, hey, got back up quick. Jason Tatum would not have gotten teed up for me if I was the referee last night. You'd hear night. him out. I'm just going to say. That's the thing. You open, like you got to hear him out at least. Hey, Jay. Oh, you're not yelling at me? It's cool. too soft, man. It's too soft. Uh, would the... Uh, Tatum would be the fifth MVP to ever win it for he the would Celtics. Be, he would be the fifth for the Celtics. It's Kuzi. Bill Russell. Oh, or, well, no, go those ahead. are no, easy. And then Larry go Bird. Yeah, but I'm trying one? to think. That's a good trivia. Did you know it? Or were you like, oh, that's the... I knew, I knew the other three. There was one that I had to... You knew Bird, Russell, Kuzi. Mm-hmm. This one you're going to know. Give, give me, like, front court, back court. No, you have to guess. You have to guess. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. No, 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 no. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, uh, I mean, I, w- I would know it wasn't Paul Pierce. Le- like, legend. All right, let's just take Back court. Uh, or front court, I'm sorry. Oh, front? Thank yeah. you. You're good assist. You're a good teammate. I, I don't hate you. I know. Dave yep. Cohen's. It is? Yep. Did you know yep. it? Dave Cohen's. No, I didn't. That's like just one I'm trying to think of. You think yeah, of all the, the million retired four jerseys. Four MVPs. I was thinking like check for a second. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. But Havlicek didn't win it. Paul Pierce didn't win one. Um, and those are, you know, obviously two great players that you would assume yeah, would have won yeah. an MVP, right? That's front but, court sorted that out for me. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> the Tate, more you know. And I wonder, or a little more bad podcasting, but real quick, I want to check the odds. <laughs> no, like MVP odds. It's okay. So I wonder I, if he's a favorite. I think that he's favored right now. I'm yeah. thinking, you know, it's probably like Ja, Morant, Luca, um, Joel, maybe only because he just had like that crazy oh, 55 point. Yeah. Point. Like that was like nuts. All right. So I'm on FanDuel. He's third best odds. Tatum is five to one. Giannis oh, plus two sixty. Yeah. Luca, same as Giannis. Yeah. But Tatum at five. Yeah. It all depends what sports book. But you were right. I mean, uh, you Embiid is fourth best, Jaw sixth best. Yeah. Is so Steph in there? Right in front of Jaw. Yeah, eleven to one. Yeah. So hey, Chelsea Sherrod knows her stuff, guys. Sports books agree <laughs> with Chelsea. You're so funny, but JT's making a great case. Yeah. Like this is the thing. Like again, you it builds you up over about, time. Yes, and you also look at you know how big of an impact he's having on his team's record as well. Yeah. Like what the Warriors are what yes. they're like 0 and 7 on the road or something like that. Like Yeah, and like Steph's still MVP which is like those yeah. high of odds are just yeah. wild. But you see the Steph Curry impact. is, you know, he's just an, he's not real. He's like a superhuman. Yeah. Um but I think that Jason Tatum through 14 games and obviously it's so early, but of course we're going to talk about this cuz this is what we do. Mm-hmm. He looks great. And again, he's playing at an MVP caliber level. Like yeah. it's like multiple nights shooting over fifty percent from the field. I mean, you can't touch. Like you foul him, he goes to the free throw line, he drains them. He like, loves it's shooting just, free. Th- yes, like he actually does. For him, helps him find yeah, the shot and everything. That's it. Looks great. Hey, hey, the East is going to be fun towards the end of the year. With yeah, how good without how good the Cavs are right now? Donovan yeah. Mitchell actually playing defense. Yeah. Then you have the Bucks, of course. But it's between those three, those three yeah. teams. Then we'll see what happens with the Nets. Right. See how Jock Vaughn does there and everything like right. that. But the East could be stacked. 
Yeah. Sixers play out the we, we don't have time to go through all I the know. hypotheticals, but it's like the, the finish to the East and the Eastern Conference playoffs, that could be the path to an NBA title. And the Celtics find themselves in a great spot. And again, I go, Malcolm Brogdon, sore hamstring. You get worried because the bench is thin. The front yeah. court is a turn still because Cornette and Valet did not play that well last night. Right. But all right, Brogdon's out. Derek White, 33 right. minutes. Pray and Pritchard, bring the energy. Right. You see the layers to it. Right. Like, and it's everything the Celtics have gone through the preseason. Like, we don't talk about it anymore. Like, Joe Missoula has steadied the like, ship. I know, like, who is, right? It feels like that happened so long ago, mm-hmm. which is great for yes. the Celtics because yes. everyone's focused on, and I think, it comes with them winning because if they were yes. losing, it would be Emei mess it all up. It was and, three and eleven instead yeah, of eleven. Exactly. And three. We exactly. got we got to dig up the archives of this because I think we said before the season we got to see how they are ten games, twenty games. Yeah, into the season. yeah, yeah. But you don't hear any like you, you're not hearing heavy criticism of Missoula. Right. He's trying his rotations. He's right. playing guys at certain spots. Right. Turn up the defensive pressure and it's paying off. Yeah. Celtics are winning. Yeah. The guys are bought in. So yeah. they go on a little bit of a road trip. They've yeah, got Hawks. three straight. Yep. Hawks. Pelicans, Bulls, all on the road. And Bulls was that tough. Yeah. The Bulls, yeah, they beat them by four mm-hmm. on back on November 4th. Mm-hmm. And then, then they lost them. So that's one of their three losses. Mm-hmm. But again, we talk about like, and I mean, you mentioned this in our last episode, and it's like, granted, you know, JT's going off. You know, Jalen Brown's had a couple great games and stuff. But like, all their opponents are putting up hella points. It's like, where do, and I think that was one thing that came into play for the Celtics favor last season was that they were holding their teams yeah. to like, you know, in the nineties or the eighties. And they get the stops and their pace exactly. picks up and they can play exactly. faster full court. So I don't know if it's like the half court defense is just not right. I don't, I don't really know. And I, I think the simplistic thing of it is the Rob Williams effect. Yeah. I think it is tough. And, and when Grant and Al are playing well, but like there's just you're not gonna find that match. And yeah. Von Lane Cornette are serviceable when it comes to playing that same role. I just think it's the effect. But it does come like, okay, as I was saying, they were penetrating, okay, see you come back. When you're gonna take on a team like Dallas with Luca, right, and you're gonna see, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie too, like right. what he can do. Right. That's gonna be tough. And right. even even teams like Chicago and it's it's weird to look at it, but like Think about a Washington team of Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, who mm-hmm. finally looks healthy. Teams like it's it's Unicorn. crazy, but it's just like these these duos that come in, yeah, guys that can finish all around every point of the floor. Like what's gonna happen there? Right. And uh, Kyle Kuzma, uh, he was on to my. Like, oh yeah, and Kuz has been Wizards. playing well. Yeah, Kuz has been playing very like, well. The Wizards aren't winning, but like yeah. that's gonna be those teams that's like, gonna be that like what the heck happened there? Right. Exactly. But I think yeah, Robert Williams being out is obviously like you know the most or the easiest answer or that would be the solution as far as you know the Celtics picking it up on the defensive side like you have a shot blocker in there but I think that you, you can't wait until Rob Williams comes back like mm-hmm. it's a he's oh, obviously yeah. trying to get healthy it's a long season they missed a lot of him last year in the postseason he was day-to-day so I think that there has to just be more of like a they just need to lock down more defensively yeah. like sometimes they have these like hiccups and it's just like yeah second chance points, so on and so forth. And it was like Pritch checks in and they go full court pressure on the ball because he had that play literally ended the third quarter, mm-hmm. picked the pocket of SG, uh, SGA. Yeah. Buzzer beat a three, but it started because he picked up, I can't pronounce the other guy's last name, so apologies, at full court, forced a bad path. You can't play that full court pressure in an NBA game 
all game long, multiple right, nights, right? Right, right, So Missoula yeah. found this mid-game adjustment. You're right. They have to find that long-term adjustment. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> it's good they built up this 11-3 to three start to the season. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in a point where you're going, oh, man, like that one seed, that two seed is slipping away. We need to get Rob back. We need- no, 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 right. no, no. Take your right. time with Rob. Right. Because regular season is not for him. The postseason right. is when you need him. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, Yes, winning NBA games obviously is who can score the most points. That's obviously like what it is in most sports. But Crazy like, if you think about it, <laughs> right? It's <Isn't> it wild. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like JT again, nine for twenty three from the field against OKC. He's not going to go off for forty points a night. Yes. He's just not going to do that. Yeah. So you have to pick things up on the defensive end, and I think if they can get that locked down and kind of create more distance, and obviously. They came back from a 15-point deficit, so they had to play some defense to make that comeback. But you've got to do that against all your opponents in order to, you know, stay successful. So Yeah. We'll see. Hey, 11-3 start to the season. First place, vibes are high in Boston. Very high. Vibes are high between Chelsea and I. <laughs> Jason Tatum on his way to the fifth MVP in yeah. Celtics franchise history. We called it first. The more you know. Yeah. We got to re-rack those archives. And when when Jalen gets all pro, I'm going to bring that one. I know. I know. Hopefully it's this season. I know. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll catch you (laughs) next week for Chelsea Sherrod and George Belecci. Have a great rest of your day.